What comes to mind when you hear of Joseph Smith's polygamy? Scandal, commandment, manipulation, restitution of all things, adultery, doctrine, controversy. With over three decades of research in Joseph Smith's polygamy, expert and transparencyist Brian Hales brings me along to examine the most contended controversies. Like never before, Brian will uncover the knowledge that has been shrouded over polygamy by going into an unprecedented greater depth. We will look at the evidence and bring clarity to the complicated confusion. This is season two, Polygamy. And so Emma discovers them together and we find William McClellan quotes Emma. He visited her in 1847. McClellan said that one night Emma missed Joseph and Fanny Alger. She went to the barn and saw him with Fanny in the barn together alone. She looked through a crack and saw the transaction. Now, the transaction, what is that, you know? Welcome to our first controversial topic in season two about Joseph Smith's polygamy. And before we begin, we're, Brian, can you help us pronounce this correctly? Is it is it Fanny Alger, Alger, or Alger, or Alger? Well, I used to pronounce it Alger, but I had someone with the same last name tell me it was Alger. So I've been calling her Fanny Alger, but I, I'm sure we don't know how she actually pronounced it. So. Oh, okay. So why is Fanny Alger a controversial topic? Well, Fanny Alger is the first of Joseph Smith's plural wives. And as we begin to talk about her, uh, I have a slide that shows there, there really are a limited number of sources. And so there are lots of, of questions and there aren't nearly as many answers as we would like. And there are some critics who will say that it was just an adulterous relationship. And, and we'll see why that is as we go along here. But we have a timeline that shows that Fanny was born in 1816. And I believe that the marriage ceremony, and we'll talk more about that, occurred probably in 1835. So she would have been around 19. People commonly conflate uh, her with Helen Mark Kimball, who was 14 when she was sealed to Joseph Smith. And we'll talk about her in another episode. But uh, Fanny Alger was 18 or 19 or 20, somewhere in that range. Um, when she was sealed to Joseph Smith, or, or at least married to Joseph Smith. And we find that she arrives in Kirtland at the very earliest, and I'm quoting Mark Staker, who's probably the expert on this, and, and he says it was late 33 at the very earliest, maybe, and probably more like 1834, is when she arrived in Kirtland, and she started to work as a domestic for uh, the Joseph Smith's family, and she lived right there with them. And there are some authors that say that this marriage occurred earlier, this relationship occurred much earlier, that that really isn't possible. So it's good to get a, at least a, 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 the earliest date uh, documented. Joseph Smith later reported that an angel appeared to him in July of 1834 and told him, we want you as part of the restoration to restore the practice of plural marriage. And Benjamin F. Johnson said, in talking with my mother, Joseph Smith told her 
that when the Lord required him to move in plural marriage, that his first thought was to come and to ask her for one of her three unmarried daughters. Now, it's obvious Joseph didn't do that, but what he did do is that he approached Fanny Alger's parents. That, that was Samuel Alger and Clarissa Hancock Alger, and he asked them if he could marry Fanny as a plural wife. Their response was, well, if it's okay with her, it is okay with us. They were devout members of the church, and I'm sure this whole polygamy thing was new to them, but coming from the prophet, who they believed to be a restorer, they could see it in the Old Testament and apparently believed it could happen then. And she was accepting of the idea, Fanny Alger was, and a marriage ceremony was performed by Fanny's uncle, Levi Hancock. Now, we don't know when the marriage ceremony occurred. And this is kind of a, a big deal. And on the timeline, you'll see that we, if it was performed prior to April 6th of 1836, I'm sorry, April 3rd of 1836, which is the date where Elijah appeared to Joseph Smith and Oliver Calgary and restored the sealing authority. If this marriage occurred before that, it would have been a priesthood marriage that Joseph believed that God recognized the marriage, even if the state of Ohio didn't. But if the marriage ceremony occurred after April 3rd, and I think it could have, but more likely it was before, but if it were after April 3rd, then it could have been the very first sealing in the church. Uh, regardless of when it actually began, we have a pretty good date, and my, my friend Don Bradley has demonstrated pretty conclusively, I think, that it was discovered in the summer of 1836, probably in June or so. And so Emma discovers them together, and we find William McClellan quotes Emma. He visited her in 1847. McClellan said that one night Emma missed Joseph and Fanny Alger. She went to the barn and saw him with Fanny in the barn together alone. She looked through a crack and saw the transaction. Now, the transaction, what is that? You know, uh, some have said it may have been the marriage ceremony being performed there. More likely, I think, based on how it's, it's framed here, worded here, I think it was some form of, of affection, but we don't know. But Emma finds them together. She reacts with uh, total disregard of the idea that this is a real plural marriage. She thinks this is a a liaison, an, an adulterous relationship, um, or at least one that could be, because the question of sexuality is 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 questionable. Uh, but she rejects it as a relationship. She sends Fanny out of the house, understandably, uh, and Fanny goes not to live with her parents because they live quite a distance away. She lives with a fa the family of Chauncey Webb and Eliza Webb. And she stays there for a few weeks and then later joins her own family. Now, at this same time, in Nauvoo, Eliza R. Snow lived with the Smiths and was teaching school to their children. And she remembers Fanny. She says, I was well acquainted with Fanny Alger uh, at that time. And Eliza later wrote or commented that Emma had made such a fuss about Fanny 
But what's interesting is that when Eliza R. Snow was interviewed in 1887 or 1886, probably 86, by a, an independent historian named Andrew Jensen. Andrew Jensen later became a church historian, an assistant church historian. But it looks like, and we're, we're grateful to Don Bradley's uh, detective work here, but he, Andrew Jensen is writing down names of Joseph's plural wives, and he's already interviewed a couple of other plural wives that were living, like Melissa Lott. But we find that his handwriting is on the top of this page, and then suddenly the handwriting changes to someone else's. And Don Bradley, with the help of Jill Durr, they've identified this as, as Eliza Snow's handwriting. And it's interesting that right there, she writes Fanny Alger as one of Joseph's plural wives. And, and the suspicion is that if this were not an actual plural marriage, that Eliza R. Snow would not have written the name there, because nobody knew about Fanny Alger in 1886. Oh, you know what? I remember you talking about this a little bit in, I think it was volume one in your Joseph Smith's polygamy series. And just want to also put that out there. Brian has written three amazing volumes on Joseph Smith's polygamy. And I was reading about Fanny Alger and you say in like probably one of the first paragraphs that we just don't have a lot written about this. And so, you know, Joseph, uh, Emma, or Fanny didn't write anything. So we don't have any firsthand accounts. We have nothing. In fact, the first mention of this is in 1838, and it comes from Oliver Cowdery, who believed it was not a legitimate marriage and thought it was an adulterous relationship. In fact, that, that brings us to my next slide here, that the people who learned of the relationship or the plural marriage from Fanny, they all seemed to believe that it was legitimate. It was a restoration of Old Testament uh, polygamy. And that included the Alger family, uh, the Hancock family, the Webb family, to whom uh, Fanny went after she was uh, removed from the, the Smith home, and then Eliza Snow. And then those that learned about it from Joseph, like Emma and Oliver and some rumors, all believed it was not legitimate, that it was a uh, adulteress. Um, Eliza Webb remembered she wrote this in a letter she said i do not know that sealing commenced in kirtland but i am perfectly satisfied that something similar commenced and on my judgment is principally formed from what fanny alger told me herself so here we have it's a secondhand account and it's late but we have eliza saying that fanny told her that this was a plural marriage um if, if you take the evidences that are available, you'll see, and I've charted these in my book, and there's, there's a slide here that shows that there are statements to support that it wasn't legitimate, that it was adultery. And there's quite a few ambiguous statements about it. At least they, they acknowledge it existed, but they don't say whether the person thought it was a, a genuine plural marriage. And then there's quite a few statements that support that this was Joseph Smith's first plural marriage. And you can see them there. Um, I put all of these accounts in appendix, an appendix in my volume two of the trilogy that you just held up there, Jake. Um, and so they're all accumulated there. And in the last seven years since my books were published, eight years, 
there really, I don't think, have been anything too new come up that I would have to add to this. So to summarize, Fanny Alger, she was probably 19. Joseph Smith received permission from her parents to propose this, this very um, non-traditional marriage for the time. Uh, a marriage ceremony was performed. Emma and Oliver rejected the validity of that marriage ceremony. Uh, Fanny, after the uh, she was cast out of, of the Smith home, she lived with the Webb family, and then she rejoined her own family. And they went to... Uh, they were on their way to Missouri, but they stopped in Indiana. And Fanny Alger there married a guy named Solomon Custer. And there is one account saying she was pregnant. And I, I don't think that's true, but it could have been true. Uh, there was no reason for it not to have been true because I think uh, that both Fanny and Joseph considered it a, a genuine marriage. But there's no evidence of a child being born to her. Uh, and it could be, though, that she wanted to marry quickly because uh, of her pregnant state. And that's why she married Solomon in the way she did. But again, there's no record of a child being born in that time period at all. They went on to have like 10 children or something. She left the church. She joined a universalist church and became well-respected in that. There's an account saying that later her brother went to talk to her about Joseph, and she said, that's my own concern. I have nothing to say. Uh, but her brother also later said that she never stopped believing. So, again, we don't know exactly where she was. But what's interesting is that the Alger family, the Hancock family, and the Webb families, these individuals and Eliza Snow, who all knew what was going on, they followed the saints to Nauvoo and later to Utah, and they they uh, they didn't let this episode uh, cause them to lose their belief in Joseph as a prophet, and ultimately in plural marriage as being a valid practice then uh, required by God. So, when it comes to Fanny Alger, there certainly are question marks, but for me, this is not a, a real big controversy shouldn't be if we get all of the data out there. Certainly there were some who didn't believe it was legitimate, but there's enough data there, I think, to show us that the, the marriage was performed and those that knew believed that it, it could have been. So to use this as evidence against Joseph, I think, is disingenuous um, because when you look at all of it, when you become transparent uh, on the topic of Fanny Alper, there's certainly plenty of room to, to accept uh, the account that that Joseph gave that this was his first plural marriage, or at least he didn't he didn't give it in any formal sense, but the data would support that conclusion. Thanks, Brian. And there you have it. That's our first controversial topic of our season about the most controversial topics in Joseph Smith's polygamy. And catch us next time where we're going to talk about the plurality of husbands or polyandry. See you later. This is a Saints Unscripted original podcast starring Brian Hales and myself, Jake Watson. This podcast is executive produced by me and Saints Unscripted. And special thanks to Brian Hales for his generosity in sharing his extensive research and work on Joseph Smith's polygamy. His work can be found in his three volumes titled Joseph Smith's Polygamy, as well as a fourth book with the subtitle Toward a Better Understanding. 
and josephsmithspolygamy.org. Follow Saints Unscripted on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates. See you later.